Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute, live here on Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon is a place for fans like you to come and support creators like us. So why not join us over on Patreon and help us continue to make great content? The Flute Talk Podcast is also brought to you by the Flute Center of New York. The Flute Center of New York has the world's largest selection of flutes. If you need to buy a flute or piccolo, the Flute Center of New York has you covered. With our code TFC at checkout, you can try up to three to four flutes for up to 10 days, have an extended 18-month warranty, and free shipping worldwide. So be sure to go to the website flutes4sale.com. So that's flutes4sale.com. Flutes4sale.com. Just be sure to use that code TFC for all those perks, and a little bit of that does go our way. Another sponsor is, well, ourselves. We have a store. If you haven't noticed yet, we have a store over at store.theflutechannel.com. We have some shirts and posters and things like that over at Teespring. So you can definitely go there and get some merch, posters, whatever you'd like that we have. It will be there. You probably notice it under our videos. If you're interested, be sure to go to store.theflutechannel.com. That helps us out immensely. So yeah, on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. How's it going, Emily? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. So today we're going to talk a little bit about, well, a bunch about air and the diaphragm and all those types of things because uh, this one question uh, came up a couple days ago and we'll read it now and see what uh, you have to say about that. It's been a good week, though. Uh, hello, everybody in the chat. This is uh, the live show that we do once uh, the last Sunday of every month. And um, you can leave us questions here throughout uh, the channel or so also here in the comments. We also released the video uh, just uh, two days ago or something like that. Yeah, what uh, people want flutists to play. If you haven't seen that video, please go and see it. We get a lot of messages from people this week yeah. that... Um, that they don't see it in their notifications. So be sure to subscribe and do all the things to get the maximum amount of uh, of us, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, so you know when we release yeah. new stuff. But it's a really fun video, and uh, we would like to hear from you guys in the comments there too. Also, go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. In any country that you are, go into Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Uh, that helps us a lot for the show if you're just listening to us uh, post uh, live, you know. So do that too. So yeah, uh, at OS Lotus, she wanted to ask us, uh, and it was on the how uh, how to play high notes on the how to play high notes on the flute video. Yeah. And they said it helped me out so far, but now my teacher doesn't want me to use my diaphragm anymore to reach the higher notes, only my lips and tongue. She said that only the flexibility of the lips, uh, only that the flexibility of the lips can do the job, uh, not forcing the speed of the air to hit the accurate spot in the embouchure. Can you show us how to do it? I would not advise to do that with the lips. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so, like, let's uh, go into that. Like, what do you think, like, starting at the beginning, like, the diaphragm, like, that's uh, an first, element in flute playing, I guess? Yeah, first thing is, like, the diaphragm is a membrane. It's not a muscle. You can't control it. It's involuntary. Yeah, you yeah. can't move. Like protects your organs. Actually, its sole purpose really, well, like the it, lower organs, right, or the upper. It separates them. It separates like the lungs and heart oh, are yeah, above yeah. it. Right. And then the, you have the diaphragm mm -hmm. that's pretty high. And then 
under, you have the other stuff like right. intestines and everything. And then when you breathe in and your lungs expand, your diaphragm goes down. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like um, shape of a... How do you say arc-en-ciel in English? Like an arc? Yeah, like an arc. It mm-hmm. becomes an inverted arc, a bit like a U. Mm-hmm. It pushes... An inverted arc, yeah. I see. pushes those organs mm-hmm. down. Um, so you don't move your diaphragm like by... Like it's not a muscle. So yeah, right. you move it, but it with other because muscles of, because other, around. Yeah, and the organs are pushing it down too. Just the lungs. The lungs. Yeah, the organ, lungs yeah, yeah. Expand and then... And then they push them it down, pushes, pushes it, it down. down yeah. yeah. Yeah, some people don't breathe in enough. Yeah, like they right. just breathe here, so just breathe in the in the chest. So they don't use the diaphragm. The diaphragm is not being used because they don't mm-hmm. do that full breathing. So right. that's why we say breathe in your belly and stuff like that. In fact, you're not breathing in your belly. You're breathing in your lungs, but you're really filling up your lungs so that your lungs cool yeah. down. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that's why I understand. I'm not a doctor, but that's <laughs> what I understand about breathing. Yeah, basic. Yeah, but even like uh, basic biology, like in school, we kind of are told about the human body and the diaphragm and stuff like that. Not so that much for me. Oh, for me, I yeah. We had, we had biology. We talked about the human body a little I bit. biology, but breathing, we didn't talk about that that much. But so that's the first thing. Like, I don't know where it started that yeah. music teachers, flute teachers uh, started t- saying, use your diaphragm and all that stuff. As soon as and I, then yeah. it became this false... Yeah, um, ideology or yeah, idea. Or this, false yeah, idea, this, I guess. Like, yeah, this false truth yeah. that everyone was adopting yeah and teaching onwards because Mm -hmm. the thing with music teaching is that instrumental in particular Mm -hmm. a lot of instrument teachers like piano teachers flute teachers they have no degree in education they don't know pedagogy they never studied it a lot of them didn't even read about it um and most people teach the way they were taught without Mm -hmm. really um thinking about it and uh going back and as much as you love your old teachers and as much as you owe them a lot you are allowed to look back and be like maybe that was not the best way we're all imperfect you know like yeah make things a bit better and be open yeah for sure maybe my students will one day look at what i taught them and be like oh you know i could make this better Better, exactly oh my god that's like the whole goal i guess you know yeah and it's all good Mm -hmm. we're not infallible but the thing is a lot of there's this mentality that your teacher is this master and you should just pass on this knowledge. And right. sometimes it's false knowledge, mm-hmm. like the diaphragm like thing. Like the diaphragm thing, It's yeah. not true, but everyone just yeah. says it again and again and it yeah. kind of becomes true yeah. through generations of people repeating the mistake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that's then, the yeah. first thing for a diaphragm. But when, when you're saying, my teacher doesn't want me to use it... And they only want to use the lips and the tongue. How can your teacher know... Mm-hmm. That you're using airspeed. Like, right. It doesn't really show. Okay. Yeah. Your you teacher it, is probably using airspeed and not noticing it. Yeah, probably. That's usually the first culprit. <laughs> yeah. And lip flexibility, in my opinion, it's detrimental to think like that. Mm. Most people move way too much between move their lips between way no- too much oh. before between octaves, okay. between registers. Mm-hmm. By doing that, they lose stability of the embouchure. Mm-hmm. Usually, your best note is the embouchure you should have. Mm-hmm. When you want to go higher, your lower lip moves a bit 
forward mm-hmm. a little bit like mm-hmm. i don't even think it's a centimeter mm-hmm. it's super tiny so mm-hmm. if you focus a lot on this thing yeah you're and you're dealing with a lot of pitch and fluctuations that are pretty crazy too and also like crack notes can happen more and all those types yeah, of things because you're yeah. not you're not yeah stable you need yeah. a stable embouchure and then she's probably or he's probably using airspeed and not noticing yeah because airspeed's like the, the the core thing to tone without air you have no nothing and some no, no. people have a huge talent as an instrumentalist so maybe that teacher is very talented right never had sound problems so never mm-hmm. had to really teach how to or, give like, people airspeed and how or never yeah. had to ask herself or himself uh, how do i do oh like right sure Maybe it's okay. a natural. Sometimes Maybe. some very yeah. natural players, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing, right. but they just had it first try, right. you know? Yeah. I've noticed... They don't the, yeah. necessarily make the best teachers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I've noticed like a lot, and then with this with this lady's question, is that airspeed is something that everybody kind of struggles with, with, with without knowing and like understanding airspeed, you know, uh, fast speed of air and slow speed of air, like... That's just the beginning of that. And then there's a whole entire in-between that we don't really kind of we kind of forget about. And instead, think about like the diaphragm and the, the lips. And, and instead of actually just thinking of the core element of speed of air first and yeah. really getting a mastery of speed of air. And then use those other things too. Maybe they'll give you different colors and stuff like that. But Yeah, the but way you're the, talking, uh, you're making me think like what makes the sound on a right. flute? Yeah, yeah. Air. Air. Air makes the sound. Yeah. So what's the most important thing? Air. Air yeah. and air speed. Yeah. That's the yeah. one thing. Yeah. That you don't have air, you don't have a sound. Mm-hmm. The rest it's it's little tweak, mm-hmm. you know, but the main thing is air. Right. Yeah. And finding your a stable embouchure. And then there's slight movements, but it's not big movements. If you move too much, that's when you lose your sound and all that stuff, you know? Oh yeah. So yeah. Um I would be careful about, I don't know. Like there's some teachers who get very intense about their thing and they're like, you're not allowed to do this. Like if it works, it works. If it works for you, even if I have a student who has an embouchure that I'm like, hmm, but it works. Am I really going to make them change the whole thing? Like my right hand on the flute is not good Mm -hmm. visually. Mm -hmm. You look at it, you're like, hmm. But it works. Yeah, it's not that image of the ball underneath the hand and no. curvature and all those things that people teach you about. But like the flute is first not very ergonomical and our body is not ergonomical to the flute. So we have and to adapt. And we're all a bit different. Yeah, and we're all different. Like we have different joints. And just to say a teacher could have made me, could have been very, um, uh, you know, stubborn about me correcting my right hand. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I never had technic- technique problems. I was always able to play fast. You know how much, how many, how many hours should I invest in something that's right. not even a problem for and me? And it's not even going to return anything to you. Like, yeah. yeah. So if you use airspeed and it sounds good, why would you push push that out and then use lips? That doesn't really work. Lips are not muscles that you can control that much. Like it's not. And right. it's mm-hmm. usually when people try to do it, they do it too mm-hmm. much and then they lose the sound. Mm-hmm. And then the tongue thing, I really don't get the tongue mm-hmm. thing. Using your tongue to change the tongue is an arc- is a, is octaves. A, yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. Do you use your tongue when you change octaves? No. <laughs> I use I airspeed. I, I use airspeed. Yeah. I Sometimes know. I use my tongue without thinking about my tongue because I use different vowels and by mm. using different vowels, the tongue 
placement changes. Yeah, and but maybe I'm affects like, the speed of this. Maybe affects the speed of the air. Yeah. But that's about like it. I, like the whole cavity thing inside the internal. Like it makes air spin around. But remember, it's just the law of the law of physics. You know, like there's so many of those, and some of them dictate. Like you can't. The more space you have, you need more air in order to keep the speed up. You know what I mean? Like if you have yeah, more so maybe space, naturally you'll raise your tongue a little bit when you go in the yeah. high register to yeah. to increase the speed. That's yeah. a possibility. Maybe, but, but like I don't really think yeah, about that. I don't. Think I think it's either. being done by itself. Right. And if you change vowels, like if you go ah more in the low register, uh -huh. ah, and then more uh, uh -huh. like just here ah uh, uh -huh. my tongue moved. Yeah, yeah, of course. And sure. just by moving your lower, your jaw, your lower uh -huh. lip, and the jaw, like your tongue also moves with right. it. So yeah. you change the size of the opening in the mouth. Yeah, yeah exactly. But mo like, I don't know. I've been talking about the tongue with some students sometimes when I feel like their tongue is a bit too high mm -hmm. and it kind of obstructing the, the airflow. Right. So like maybe keep it a little bit more down mm -hmm. in the mouth. Mm -hmm. But ex I, I've never heard any of my teachers talk too much mm -hmm. about the tongue except for that like don't leave it in the way mm -hmm. so that the air can exactly go through yeah but yeah like if things work for you i don't know i yeah i don't like those dogmas of don't and i don't understand at all is it really a flute teacher the person talking about airspeed or is it mm -hmm. someone who plays i don't know yeah and like at the last of her bit of a question was like um not forcing the speed of the air to hit the accurate spot in the embouchure. Could you show us how to do it too? Like the accurate spot, like speed, like speed of air. Like what? What is the? What is the un? What is the the bad thing you're hearing when somebody hits it accurately with the right amount of air? You know what I mean? Like what? What? What's what is the thing that's that? what's disturbing you? Like is it is it air in the sound? Because in reality, twenty meters away, you don't hear the air in the in the sound. You know, like. If you hear like, I heard like Galway very close up and other flutists very close up, you can hear air in their sound. Yeah. You know, in the hall when you hear them the next that after that afternoon or that evening playing a show, and you're in the middle of the hall, you don't hear that that air. No. Because it's gone. Physics it's projection. It's projection and it spreads, and your ear will not get to it. It will not get to your ear. But the tone will get to your ear faster. Yeah, and you're not forcing. Maybe also you and your teacher don't understand mm -hmm. each other because of the choice of words. Right. Sometimes that happens because uh, increasing the airspeed doesn't mean forcing the air in a spot. It's just increasing airspeed. You're not forcing anything, you yeah. know? I don't know. Like, I There's no accurate spot in the embouchure. Maybe you mean the embouchure of the, of the, of the head joint like that, you know what I mean? Because like the embouchure plate and the embouchure are two different things. Yeah, like the the embouchure plate of course there's a spot that's like a sweet spot i would say yeah but there's many sweet spots there's, on an embouchure yeah. it's and not then you that can it's find for different, different ranges too and, and like yeah. you know so yeah well hopefully that answers that question yeah. a little bit but go in a little bit but more like, depth with us and and i and, feel and we have to be careful when sometimes teachers music teachers like instrumental have have this idea of what it should look like and what it should be because it's and it feels to me a bit like as if I was telling someone, you know, you're running your marathon very well. Right. But now I don't like your style of running. I'm going to tie your legs together and you still have to run the marathon. You know, okay, like, it's sure. like mm -hmm. there's nothing. It, it It's working. Why do you make it more complicated? Right. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Exactly. Well, Samuel, he wanted to, he was on it to add to that was like maybe instead of using the word diaphragm in the flute uh, world, they can use abdominal intercostal muscles to provide support. Yeah. Yeah, of course, because those are separately. Yeah, exactly. And like, it does give you that extra boost. I wouldn't say it's like fifty percent, but I would say it does give you extra boost to your speed of air and stuff like that. But there are devices and stuff that help with the visualization of your speed of air beyond the flute like the ball inside the tube that yeah, spins you can also just all those things you can do it on your you hand there's it. so many different things that you can do to figure it out but i like the idea of intercostal yeah intercostal, yeah. when you start using that it's like yeah because i've been for years told that only use my belly and i never had enough air and then i started using my my um yeah opening but also it helps with sometimes some students they have this tendency of letting all the air out at once but by using the intercostal muscles mm -hmm. you have more control also uh, of the speed of air at which uh, at which you're releasing so right. you don't lose it all in the first five seconds mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. And hopefully that's a that's a big topic, you know. Let us know in the comments uh, underneath the video, or if you're listening on uh, listening to the show, go to the video and leave your thoughts and comments about that because it's a really big issue for a lot of people, and we like talking about it because it's good to clear it up and give it people extra information that can help them for yeah. sure. And thanks to Odyssey of Ascension oh, yeah. for the you did it right away. It gave us a hundred dollars in the super chat, and yeah, you can do that during so the live much. show. You know, you can come and join us on the live show and help us out even more that helps us out directly and helps us make more content all those things and uh, it's super super helpful what else do we got here we got a couple questions which is great in the cat chat always uh asmr visual slime <laughs> i love these names i have a question for my flute how do i make my breathing uh not so heavy when playing the flute i mean sound a heavy flute sound no i guess hmm. it's more like probably when the person breathes in Right. There's <gasps> oh, maybe it's like that. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, open your throat. Yeah. If I understood the question correctly, you're making too much of a noise when you breathe in. So, yeah. just open your throat and go, <gasps> yeah, practice it. <laughs> See if you can lessen it, I guess. But what I uh, noticed for myself is that when I try to breathe too fast, when I, I'm nervous and I want to breathe fast, oh, yeah, my throat is closed and mm -hmm. then it goes, <gasps> you hear yeah, it. Good. Yeah, you're but good. If I, I think slow, mm -hmm. it's faster, in fact, ah. because my throat stays open. So, right. <gasps> And also, I tend to make space. So I would push my belly out and sometimes make space in my back between my shoulder blades, you know, and my rib cage as well. I make space and the air comes in faster. Mm -hmm. It's like instead of thinking of pulling air in, you just think of making space and then it fills it up you know yeah, what i mean yeah, exactly. do you do that yep exactly that's exactly what i was gonna say same thing pretty much it's a <laughs> like I, I haven't had too much problems with loudness of breathing for a long time but yeah uh it just comes with relaxing and not even over and over, not overthinking it too much for myself because it's just like then you start focusing on it did then... you have a lot of uh air problems when you were learning like did you feel so a lot out of breath or no not so much maybe when i was a kid obviously but later on no yeah like, for I me had it took things. me a while yeah i, I had don't different know techniques, if, uh, i guess also different 
size. Yep. You know, like if you're. I knew a lot of people that had different tinier, problems. Maybe you yeah. have to use a little bit more of your lung yeah. capacity than if you're. It's different for everyone. So that's why, like, I couldn't really, you know, I couldn't really say just do as I do. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't work that way. Like, everybody's just a little bit different than. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it is visualization. And our visualizations don't always work for everyone. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, Aditi Bat M wants to know, I can't get the perfect sound on C sharp. What do I do? That's everyone. Which C sharp? Probably the C sharp with no hole. And no, the uh, second octave second one that's octave. too high. And even the middle middle and high are both. All C sharps are always a bit tough. Yeah. Except for low C sharp. Like the yeah. lower C sharp is the easiest C sharp in the world. But, yeah, but I mean, then, like, the se- then it starts getting the wonky. The second one, Ugh. you yeah. have to lower it. And also, I use my nose a little bit. Because it has no timber. It's it's like, eh. Uh-huh. You know, it has, it's yeah. empty. Yeah. So you give it a bit of eh in uh-huh. it. It helps uh-huh. and you lower it. Yeah. But then the second one is too low. low. You have to I raise know. it yeah, a little most, bit. Yeah, for most, yeah. Yeah, practice with a tuner for a long time. And then you, that way you build up that, that ear of in between all the notes. And try intervals. Try like, you know, from one note to C sharp from another note to C sharp to another note C sharp and then above it down and above it down so you can hear those intervals because it's so out of whack that it's a core relationship with all the other notes each one is almost different to each other so you have to kind of just develop that and then it goes away yeah plus like maybe when you do your your sound exercise it's like just a Long tones. Yeah, long tones. Yeah. Put a put a tuner. Yeah, tuner. Tuners are your best uh, friend. Because long tones, you don't really need to read it. It's right. like semitones one after yeah. the other. So you can look at your tuner and yeah. you'll you'll know which notes have which tendencies, yeah. and you'll learn a lot about your yeah. flute and how to. Uh, and there's a great tuner app on on Android and stuff like that. I forget what it's called, but we just started following them. It's a, uh, I'll have to leave that in the description, but it's a great. Uh, it's like an orange icon with a tuning fork and stuff. It's amazing that's the only tuner you need tuners are not a magical device you can make it out of a phone <laughs> like a phone yeah, microphone can do it you don't need to buy uh, all it's those accurate machines. it's accurate you don't need a strobo meter or any of those types of things this does the core of what you need to do so yeah and don't get too intense about it like it doesn't need to be exactly I mean, yeah. in the no, middle no, no. all yeah. the time like it can be a little relative yeah, yeah. Like, and also to your own ear and taste and like what is accurate and what's nice you know yeah. and if you don't know how to change the pitch on your flute uh, we have a video about how to yes, play in tune do. with your flute so it's a great video it's one of our <laughs> not it's viewed a bit but it's a great video it's Go not watch seen it. that much no but, but yeah. it's very very good and whenever people watch it like wow i wish i saw because this sometimes one. people take a tuner but they're like yeah but how do i lower yeah. the pitch how yeah. do how i make it pitch. higher how do yeah. so you go and see that video and you'll see how to play with the pitch on your flute yeah exactly he says though he uh presses hard and it works for him but maybe that's not related to the question but oh yeah if, it is for the question if for the you C-sharp have to question, press yeah. hard yeah then it's probably the low c sharp and it's probably that you're need you need an yeah, adjustment, adjustment on because flute. there might be a leak yeah because yeah. you're not you shouldn't <laughs> pressing on the flute there's a whole world of different types of philosophies like some people think ultra light touch and then some people think of very heavy touch and then some in between you know, I'm more of the core element of in between and a little hard, but like that's just because my my muscles are a bit more tense on on fingerings. But I've noted, I've known people who play ultra light on ultra light mechanism. I and like it's, it light. Yeah, but I know people who have an even lighter on a lighter mechanism than on your flute, 
and it's in, it's it's intense for me. I can't I can't even my technique just doesn't work because you don't get the spring. Yeah, the spring back, the reflex that I'm used to yeah. on my flute. So there's different ways. So again, just uh, if it's it's because but you're it pressing might hard, be a leak, it probably is. Or a leak. it might be that the yeah you want it a bit harder or yeah. a bit lighter. You yeah. should check with the technician. Yeah, but that's just to jump on a ta- another tangent about finger mechanism and touch and stuff but that like you said if if it's pressing too hard it means you're you're pressing the pad down too much so that it seals fine but then you'll have unevenness in the pad because the pad is all everything's tempered very evenly on the flute when you get it repaired or get it brand new so that when you press it down that with the minimal amount of tension that's how it's supposed to seal you mm-hmm. know what i mean so yeah and it's an easy fix usually for pete for for repair technicians not going to cost you your fortune usually Hopefully they answered your question. Ah, Carrie's in the chat. Victor's in the chat. Manuel, all these people. Wow. Patty says hello. Pierre, all Hi, these wonderful everyone. people. It's great to see everybody here. Let's see. There are more questions. Uh, trouble breathing in longer. Oh, yeah. That's always a thing. Oh, eight seconds. That's good. You breathe in. But like if you're trying to play a piece, you can't breathe in for eight seconds and then play the phrase because there's music Is going on. Is it breathing in for eight seconds or out for eight seconds? Is there a way I can do longer than eight seconds? Maybe it's long. Maybe it's out. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's out. Yeah, like yeah. I was saying before, if you breathe in and you release all the air at once, sometimes some people breathe in properly, mm-hmm. but they don't they don't pace themselves blow, breathing out. They go, Phew. but you can use the muscles mm-hmm. around your ribs right. to right. keep it from going yeah. all at once. Or yeah. maybe you're breathing too high, and when you breathe high, you don't have muscles in your chest to yeah, control yeah, yeah. the speed at which yeah. you're blowing out. So, yeah. you know, using your intercostal muscles, right. using your abdominal muscles that are just here in front where right. your rib cage mm-hmm. comes together. This here, if you say the sound, put your hand on your belly, those muscles, they're very, they're used a lot on the flute. Right. Where again? There? Yeah. Here. Okay. Like I put my finger and it goes out. You know, those ones. They they push, mm-hmm. but you can also use everything so that it doesn't go out right. all at once. But mm-hmm. we have a video about uh, breathing exercises that's pretty recent. Yeah. That's like interesting that. about it. And we have an older video about breathing that's uh, pretty good, too. Right. But the exercises might be something you want to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would, like, air, like, like again, send, when you're starting the flute, you're learning a new way to breathe. Because our regular way of breathing, which is also involuntary and voluntary, is not applicable to the flute. It's a new type of way of breathing, like breathing in and then keeping the air in. Our body's like, what the heck's going on? Like, you know, we get all these, but you have to train your body like, oh, no, this is a normal feeling. We're going to get all the air out. You're going to get air in again for your blood. It's just you're trying to do something else. So don't feel too, like discouraged that you didn't get eight seconds or 10 seconds or 30 seconds or one second like just train your body slowly every day a few minutes it takes time and it takes time it really does it doesn't mean you can't do it like people get discouraged right away no it's really a thing you have to learn it took me years yeah so those tips are very very valuable like you said when we breathe in normal life it's more like uh equal yeah breathe in and out are equal that's when right. you play flute or any, any instrument, instrument, like any like instrument that instrument, requires air, yeah. you have to breathe in fast mm-hmm. and breathe out super slowly. Yeah. So it's completely different. Yeah. But 
um, what you said was interesting about breathing in and keeping the air. There's an exercise that I used to do a lot mm -hmm. at one point, and it helped so much. Just breathe in and hold it in for at least 20 seconds. And mm -hmm. when you're not used to it, oh, yeah. your you heart start getting goes nuts. boom, boom, yeah, boom, like, hey, like crazy. what are you doing? Yeah, and this it's is like, no good. it's knocking at the, your heart knocks yeah. at the door, like, hey, man, like, yeah. breathe out deep and breathe sea, in again. Deep that's, sea uh, divers learn that way, too, and they get that sensation right away, and, and that's a... Yeah, Same thing. and I would do that while waiting for the bus, yep. washing the dishes, sure. anything, you know? Mm -hmm. you realize your body's like, oh, I can still function with all the oxygen still in my body. Yeah, and that helped so much yeah. with that training of the yeah. body for the for the air. For the element yeah. for the flute, yeah. Uh, so hopefully those answer your questions. I know there was another question Haley wanted to know about running out of breath easily, but those things help, those types of training you know a few minutes not even a minute or two a day you can just do it once a day that thing hold it in once your body will start remembering the things that it did the day before and before and it's going to start adapting oh, yeah. and then you add a couple more seconds if you want um and then there's the other exercises here? that are pretty interesting too like breathe in two seconds breathe out oh, yeah. three breathe in two exactly. breathe out six you can do that with your flute but go on our videos and there's yeah. a lot of different exercises. Totally. Patty has a great question here. Uh, she just started a few months ago, and I find myself pressing down really hard without realizing so much that it cramps my hands. Any tips on relaxing my fingers? Oh, yeah, that's a great well, question. Well, sometimes, because the flute rocks to the back, because the rods are heavy yeah, and make on the, the flute opposite rock side, yeah. to the back, some people don't know where to put their thumb on the right hand. Yeah. The flute is not very stable, and then... You yeah. cramp because you're scared that it's going to fall, yeah. you know? So. And there's three points of contact on the flute to keep it stable. So that way your main fingers that are doing all the movements are um, able to be free of tension or at least as much tension, relievement of as much tension as possible. And that's like the, um, you know, the inside finger here, like there. Yeah, the index finger, index of, finger the of the left, left hand. hand. And then you got uh, your lips, obviously. Holding yeah, the, the holding here. the head joint where it's holding the head joint, and then your thumb of the right hand. of the right hand. Sorry, because it's also a, a, an audio medium. Listening. Yeah, for people listening, <laughs> and that, like you said, that thumb is the one that really can move the most. It has the most movability. The other two are kind of stuck in where they are. But uh, still, sometimes people put the left hand index too much on too the much. left. Yes, that's right. Instead of really yeah. under the key, yeah. and then that plays a big role too. But that changed my whole technique at an early age was those three points of contact and making them even between each other. Because if you put too much on one or the other or on just on one, you're going to start developing tension, not in just that one hand where the most tension is, but all the other hand, all the other parts too. If you have equal, at least it distributes evenly across the whole board. At least that's my theory and how I feel about it. And then my fingers can be more free. free. Yeah, yeah, like a good test is to hold your flute with those three points and all the other fingers up. up yeah. And, and have a pillow underneath you just in case <laughs> you don't want it to fall. And if it uh, if it holds well, yeah. and you, then it yeah. means that your fingers are your fingers that are used to play yeah. are not used to hold the flute. Yeah. If there, a, yeah. if there's a problem with that too, like a thumb port can be a very good idea. Yeah, it can tell you where your thumb can be comfortably. It doesn't mean that's the right spot. Just it's about what's good for well, you. Well, it also helps with the rocking of the yes, flute. Yes, it does. Yeah, it, it keeps it from rocking back. So there's that, that might element. help yeah, with, so that, right. with that. With that. And then even some people use a bebop for the left hand. Yeah. I have a student who some started using Some people use gels it. too in the left hand too, like yeah. gels. 
So there's Work, little yeah. things you can put on your flute that yeah. might help with that. And there's yeah. no shame in no. using something that helps you. Oh, that yeah. Makes We're it a big easier. proponent of that. Like, we love that. We're even going to maybe work with a, a maker in Europe who builds head joints that are that are angled in different ways so that your hands don't have to be up, you know, like a winged bird or stuff like that. So that your, your hands are really in the most relaxed position so you can really use all your energy and not get tension in your shoulders, in your back, in your fingers. Yeah wrists and you know the important thing is do you have pleasure does it sound yeah, good and sound don't good, get yeah. hurt yeah don't get hurt exactly you know it's not about getting hurt or anything like that but yeah, yeah thumb port maybe a bebop like and uh, check our videos yeah. about posture we have yeah. at least we have one old one that's pretty good and in right. depth about posture yeah thumb ports are hard to find when you type thumb port but if you type thumb port by solexa with an x so s-o-l-e-x-a you'll find it and we don't get money from that. We don't get that. money from that, but it, we, we get uh, what we get is you guys being healthy when you play your flute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want people to... I always get heartbroken when I get messages from people uh, saying they have pain everywhere and because of the playing and stuff like that. It's just like there's so many ways that we can help so it's good that yeah. uh, like that. But I remember as a beginner my hands would cramp up too. Yeah. I was so like I didn't want it to fall, you right. know? Yeah. But at one point you get to relax, you, you're like, oh, it's not going to fall. You right. know, you get more. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. the flute, again, is not a very ergonomic uh, <laughs> device. And also like the way it's built, the rods fall back, all those things. It's not like a clarinet and everything when all the keys are in the front and on the back. And, and you, you have, have a little a, thing for your... You have your, a thing, you have a thumb, your, port, uh, thumb rest. You, you, also, thumb have, rest, you yeah. also have a clip so you can put it around your neck too. Like those things we just don't have Um available you know and like when you play a bamboo flute it's perfectly even when you play flutes that are not yeah. built uh uneven you're like oh wow this is how it should be done you know and whenever i play whistles or play anything like that i'm like oh my gosh i have none of those problems with rock straw and uh, all those types of things so it's 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 so but it's we so gotta beautiful get but yeah i know sounds. but i think there can be more more yeah, development can, in engineering yeah engineering the instrument and you've better. been researching a bit about that you yeah. got like I you said, a bunch a of people. 3D, 3D printer, printer yeah. and you're trying to make little ergonomic device and key extensions and stuff like that so that people can just make them themselves because But why eventually not? maybe we'll have it on Music G on yeah, our Yeah, like blueprints and, and stuff like that. So people can print it themselves. Like we can sell the blueprints and also sell the device too, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Not yeah. everyone wants to have a 3D, 3D printer, printer in their house. No, <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> There's even little tiny ones. <laughs> So we still have about 15 minutes until the show's over. So we still have a couple more questions. Bear with us here about, I just saw a couple of really good ones. Uh, I don't know much about flute, so I play the French horn. But when playing my horn, you're supposed to take quick full breaths. Is it the same for flute? Quick but full. Yeah. yeah. That's eventually the end result with breathing, right? With optimal breathing for flute playing. When you see flute players in videos, they breathe in which looks like a millisecond and then they can play for 30 seconds. You know, it's really about getting that quick and then realizing you're really full because your, your lungs are so efficient. They're just like meant to do one thing good and that's fill up mm -hmm. <laughs> and it fills up like nothing because of pressure, everything, the world, it just goes right in. It doesn't feel like a lot of air is coming, going in, but there is a tremendous amount of air going inside your lungs. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, eventually that's the end result. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Great but like I said before, if you think fast, if you, you get too intense about I have to do it fast, sometimes the throat yes. tends to That's right. close. So got to close that. Even if you think minded. slow, it's mm -hmm. going to be fast. You know, if you make space, it's going to be very fast. Totally, totally. Or you can, think, you can think of yawning. For me, it never really worked. 
but some people yeah. use that you know thinking of yawning yeah to open the throat exactly victor wants to know have we ever used breathing exercise equipment i have in the past like the bag and also the medical uh you know when you go to if you've ever been in the hospital they give you this breathing apparatus after surgery and stuff so that they see that your breathing is good so you don't have pneumonia and all those types of things that device is pretty much the exact same thing as being sold to musicians with a ball and resistance and to blow and and breathe in mostly i think it's i think it can reverse the thing so it can work for both breathing in and blowing out then there's the bag which i've only tried once so i'm not a big proponent on it but uh, i know alexa had one and yeah, All I've known a lot of uh, brass players brass using players it. Two, two bad players, yeah. a lot, they use that. Yeah. And they loved it. Yeah, and yeah. they would get a bigger one and a bigger yeah. one to work on their lung capacity. Yeah. I never used it. Yeah. But like instead I did more like breathing exercises yeah. and like yeah. yoga type of breathing yeah. exercises yeah, and stuff be... like that. But you find what yeah. works for you. Right. And yeah. And just be mindful good. of your body. Like I knew I knew that there's had a spring of thought because I knew somebody in wind ensemble once and she was a clarinetist and she uh was all about breathing and breathing in so much air all the time and you when you saw her playing you you could see physically that she was just blowing up and she was a tiny person and eventually in wind ensemble she fell over and her lung collapsed because oh i'm like because she was so intense about it for a whole year because of one thing or another um, and then eventually she had to rebuild her lungs rebuild and oh do all those things. God, so like, scary. so you have the, you got to be really mindful and like, there's no race. Like, and like, if your sound is not as good as you think it is, or somebody's telling you it's not like, just relax, man. It's just music, you know, yeah, build yeah. up. Like you're and at a professional level already. Like just, or not. Or and not. it doesn't like, matter. Anyways. And it doesn't matter anyway. But, but like, um, yeah, so be careful. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we it's get rare. a bit too crazy because we don't really need to blow out 30 seconds at a time most yeah, like most exactly. of the time you can find a spot to breathe in the music that's going to be totally yeah. fine yeah. and sometimes when you breathe in the music it's all about assuming it when you try to hide your breathing too much uh sometimes you don't do it as musically but there's a way to be musical find a place and assume it because like let's say you hear a cellist they don't go ta 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 ta. They don't just play the whole thing like as if they had a metronome. Right. So you can do the same with your flute. And when mm-hmm. you play with piano or any other instrument, you can look at what's going on in the other parts. And there's places where you can totally very easily take a bigger breath and the other musicians know. And then you continue together. Like it's good to work on your breathing. I'm not saying it's not, but then there's the whole musical part of it that also is as equally important about like where to breathe how to bring it how to be confident so that it's music it's part of the music and it's not disturbing the Mm -hmm, music mm -hmm. exactly um because also like music is life and you need to breathe in life so it's not it's not shameful to take a breath Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) uh we got a couple high note or two or three yeah (laughs) exactly I'm having a bit of Claire, Claire Chen wants to know, and uh, I think Manuela too. I have a bit of trouble hitting high notes. I think it may be my arms or any tips. You want to show a little bit of high stuff or talk about that? Like You have trouble hitting high, high, high notes. notes. Yeah. I didn't see your embouchure, so it's difficult to see. Sometimes right. people push the lips forward too much. So check that. Make sure you don't push your upper lip forward. Keep your upper lip stable, just the lower lip can go a bit forward. Uh, find your best note, and that's probably your best embouchure. And 
keep that pretty stable and then use airspeed to get higher mm -hmm. notes. Mm -hmm. There's a slight movement of the lower lip going forward, but it's so tiny right. that I don't focus on that at all. And then the other thing, uh, work on harmonics. Harmonics can help a lot, like finger a low C and then go and play the high notes that come from that. We have videos about harmonics, about high notes, where I explain all that. And um, yeah, yeah, like just write the flute channel harmonics mm -hmm. or the flute channel high notes. You'll yeah, find exactly. a lot of you'll videos. And yeah, you play your harmonic and then you remember the feeling mm -hmm. in your body mm -hmm. when you got that high note and then just do the right. real note and blow the same way and it's going to exactly. train you yeah, yeah. but look in the mirror when you play and make sure there's no not too much movement in your embouchure between between yeah. octaves because mm -hmm. too much movement means less stability exactly so we're going to answer two more questions and then we're going to uh, sign off for this month but just be sure to go and check out our store if you want to buy some of our merch i know a bunch of people bought the new mozart concerto shirt and uh, leggings and the poster again is selling well the fingering posters that's pretty cool also um be sure to also leave a review of a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or follow us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you find us uh, via that. And also be sure to like this video. And if we haven't answered your question in live in the chat uh, this time, or if you have a question and you're listening, be sure to go and revisit this video and leave a comment down below in the video. And that helps us uh, gather up questions for the next uh, live stream, which always helps too. And also, if any of you haven't watched or if you have watched it, go and rewatch the latest video we just did about what... Uh, uh, flute player what people want flute players to play we really really loved making that video and want yeah. everyone to see it so you guys watching it again or watching it for the first time does help uh, getting it out to everybody and uh, that's always super helpful yeah and um, also if you're looking for a flute uh, we have lots of uh, we have a whole playlist with the flute center of new york about flutes and piccolos and how to find you know, the right flute or piccolo or any instrument any flute instrument for um yourself go to the flute center of new york at flutecenter.com or flutecenterofnewyork.com either of those two and uh leave the code uh, or put in the code tfc at checkout and you can test out between three to ten instruments or three to four instruments for up to 10 days yeah. <laughs> and um that helps us out a lot. Also, you can just email them or call them. They're all flute players there. They have the largest selection of flutes, uh, new flutes, and also a large selection of used flutes as well. So that really helps out a lot. And yeah, so if you have any questions about that, let us know. And be sure to, we've already had several people this year use it. And yeah. that helps us out tremendously. So we do much. get a, we do get a cut from code. that. That goes directly to the channel. And uh, again, that helps super much. That's super helpful. <laughs> la, la, la. It's the end of it's the early yeah. morning. I need my I need my tea. So I saw two great questions here. A question a little bit off topic, but regarding the plugs on keys, I can't play well with open keys with the right hand. I have small finger pads, uh, small finger pads probably at the bottom, and slight arthritis. What do you recommend? Keep the pads in. Keep, Keep the pads the, in. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason. There's also I think you can find. Uh, you can also find plugs that are metal, so you can have a more metal feel instead of the plastic feel. Uh, the seal is exactly the same, more or less, so don't worry about that. But yeah, keep the plugs in. Yeah. Or sometimes some people uh, just put a plug for their ring finger. Yes. Because it's the toughest one. Yeah. But really, it doesn't change the sound. 
And, you no, know, definitely. those can be useful open holes if you want to do specific yeah. glissandos in contemporary music. You'll have yeah, that yeah. very rarely. So yeah. I wouldn't stress too much about yeah, that. Flute plat yeah, and like flutes have been plateau for a long time. So it's totally okay. It's really cosmetic in a way. And then we kind of made a whole entire world of extended techniques out of it. So, you know. Yeah. It it's was not pre-built when the flute was made to have that intention. So just keep in mind. Yeah, that. I think it started a little bit for marketing. It is market. It was a marketing yeah. thing. It was a cosmetic thing because there was there was things between Paris makers, I guess, and then they wanted to have that edge, so they made it a little bit different so that they could sell it. And, and then like they that. said it was higher. Yeah. And blah blah. But in reality, reality, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Um, I saw a great question here. Okay, and the last question is, uh, Heather Carina wants to know, how do you keep your airstream the same consistency with airspeed? Yeah. Hmm. All those all those practicing techniques we, we talked yeah, about today. Yeah, like we talked about the, the um, rib cage, but yeah. in that case, maybe... Maybe a thing like you said with the ball yeah. would be good because if you don't get it, you would have the visual. Yeah, you have the visual, like so your brain's like, "Oh, I got to change." Stays there and spins and, that way. And, and spins, so you're like, "Okay, I have to keep it." So yeah, maybe that would help. Yeah, with that because you know? I really then and yeah. also listening. Yep. Listen to yourself. If you give air pushes, you'll hear it. I have yeah. students who do that sometimes, and I just did you hear? Did yeah, you hear. You give a hair. You give an air push, and when they start. To hear it, yes. they stop doing it. Yeah, they get way more You're stable. You're so right. That's a, that's such a good point. Because like, if you want to get better, it's all about self awareness. Because you can't, you know, if you don't feel it, if you don't hear it, if you, you're not gonna make it better. Like, the moments where I get the most happy when I teach is when a student's like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I'm doing that." And then I know that they're gonna correct it way more easily because they. It's not, it's not just trusting me. You know, they have to really experience it. So listen to your sound, and that can help a lot too. Make yeah. sure you don't have the... Whoo, whoo, whoo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An incentive spirometer. Yeah, an incentive spirometer. That's the... Yeah. The You're, title, thank the you, name Susan. of the... Yeah, the device, I device? think. I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. It was on the tip of my tongue. I never used the, the bag, but does the bag also work on the... Like, is it just about filling up the bag or does the bag also teach you the stability like of the air, the, oh, you're answering. So you don't, yeah. you didn't hear my question. No, I didn't. Sorry. Okay. Well, can I repeat my yes, question? Yes, please. Of course. Please, please, please. I never use the bag, but does the bag also work on stability or it's just about filling sure. it up? So I think it's a filling up thing. But So I'm it's less sure. about being stable. Yes. It's more about how much you can fill up. But it can also, it has a little bit of resistance, I guess. So it can also work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So hopefully that was, uh, hopefully that answered everybody's questions. And hopefully, um, if you have any more questions, please let us know in the comments down below in this video or go and leave us a voicemail. We like playing some. We played one a while ago, but you can go to anchor.fm or if you have the Anchor app, that's a podcasting app, you can leave a voicemail to us at anchor.fm slash flute if you have a browser and you can uh, leave us a voicemail. And that always is fun to hear your voice. Sorry, your voice. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, we do this at the end of uh, the Sunday, the last Sunday of every month. And uh, we're going to have a couple new videos coming out this uh, coming month, as usual. And 
That's about it. What else is uh, going on? Really, I think that's about it, huh? Yeah. Did you talk about Musigy? Oh, Musigy, of course. Yeah, we already have. You go to Musigy if you want to see our. Uh, if you want to buy uh, Emily's uh, fifteen uh, beginner flute lessons, if you're a beginner, this is a great starting off point. You can buy the digital version or the physical book. Um, there's videos with there's it. There's video with and it also, and, uh, and also audio I've seen in the comments stuff. someone's talking about our poster yeah, that poster, they love yeah. it. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, we that's have on, a store. Yeah, the store. Yeah, we mentioned the store yeah. where you can get your. Mozart leggings and shirt and mugs and yeah. Sweaters. And if you want flute lessons, you can email us too. Yeah, you can email us too at info at the flute channel uh, and we'll try to get you squared away with that too. We yeah. offer lesson packages uh, they can do through Skype and stuff like that. And your yeah. studio is pretty full, and some people are in the studio. They're in the chat talking yeah. too, so that's so cool, cool too. So that's always a great and thing. like uh, maybe eventually we might do a group thing that yep. could be cool. We're like working a towards that master class type of thing with yeah. many people and. Yeah, interacting, so making a whole day so we get questions. Yeah. And, and making yeah. kind of like a half day thing, you know, so yeah. that people really, we can all feel relaxed together, get a lot of the get core our things out. out and yeah. ask questions and exactly. get better together. Cool. So, again, and also go and watch that the video that we just did uh, a couple of days ago. We really, really uh, loved making that one and a lot of people have been loving it. So, that's that. And we'll see you guys next month. Yes. See you guys. See Bye. you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>